This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he scores! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich. You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, have you missed us? Uh, apologies to all those that had to listen to something else, or I dare say the radio on your morning commute on Monday. Uh, but I was away, Liam was away, uh, and Giles barely knew I had to turn his computer on, so I didn't trust him really. We're doing the podcast at the weekend. Uh, anyway, we're back back to the normal schedule. Normality has been resumed. Uh, this is the bit, the debate show, uh, the weekly show devoted to Sheffield Wednesday, where we give you the chance to have your say and for us to listen to your opinion on your club. If you are listening to the recording of this in the podcast form and you're wondering how you can get involved, then just follow us on Twitter. It's at WTIDpod, uh, and you'll see when we go live on Twitter spaces. Uh, a little bit later on, if you want to have your say, then press the microphone icon on the bottom left and request a talk. It really is that simple. Uh, we're doing things a little bit different tonight, a bumper episode, if you will. Uh, so me and Liam will be talking uh, a little bit about the, the Gillingham game that we didn't get to talk to at the, about at the weekend. And then obviously we'll be uh, talking and letting all you uh, join in on the debate show. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm joined by Liam Russell, back from his holiday in Barbados. Uh, how are you, mate? You all right, Liam? Yeah, very well, mate. Very well. Have you got over your jet lag yet, mate? No, I'm a bit tired, but I'm all right, mate. I can't grumble, can I? Let's be honest. <laughs> not, not really. I mean, first of all, I want to wish you a happy birthday for last week, the big 3-0. Cheers, mate. All downhill from there, mate. But to be fair, it's all downhill from about 21, isn't it? To be, to be, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. But uh, yeah, do, do you feel any older? No, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, like, as I said, we're going to be doing things a little bit different. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll go over that uh, Gillingham game. Um, 
before we open the floor up and get everyone else involved. So please do get in uh, involved. Uh, yeah, Gillingham at the weekend, Liam. A nil-nil draw. Um, frustrating is probably one of the words to to sum it up. But we just can't beat these these teams, can we? That that come and no, and play it's... for a point. Is it is it is it pissing you off as much as it's pissing me <laughs> off? <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like obviously. Um, didn't get to watch watch the game and what do you mean? Well, do you mean in I Barbados say, they didn't have it on big screen? <laughs> you know, Sheffield Wednesday, Gillingham. I thought that would be that'd be straight on the game, <laughs> straight on, right on the tele. Soccer Saturday. Um, I thought it'd been straight on it. Uh, <laughs> what what had been? Are they four hours behind? Eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock. Yeah, eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock kickoffs. Yeah. Did you not bump into any Sheffield Wednesday fans when you were out there? Oh, mate, they were loads. <laughs> loads there were about three i think there were three or four wednesday flags in the crowd magic in the ground so uh Ma- some, I mean, some would say we're even a massive club but anyway. well i was i was wearing my um oh that that shirt i've got i can't remember what year it is um first day i wore it first day to the cricket and the amount of people walking past oh, we're all wednesday aren't we <laughs> <laughs> quality quality so um but yeah uh, i don't obviously I say, I say, unfortunately, I'm not quite sure from reading what I've read, but there was no extended highlights. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, well, I think the extended okay. highlights would have still been about two minutes long. To be fair, well, that's not 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 a great deal happened, and but yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just that you know it, it happened against Accrington, obviously, what four or five days earlier. Um, these other other teams that have that have come. I mean, Gillingham when they came to Hillsborough did exactly the same, and just obviously not in that. In that in that game, they got a goal, didn't they, and uh, and went one nil up. But is, is it? Are you seeing it as a problem, Liam? That we, like I said, that we can't break these teams down, and yeah, it's almost yeah. like we're one dimensional. I think. I think like some of the teams that maybe we did struggle against at the start of the season, we've played more recently, and if we if we've got that early goal, we seem to have been all right. But if we don't, we seem to struggle, don't we? Yeah, like the the 6-0 against Cambridge, we were 2-0 up after, what, 10 minutes? So whatever, you know, we don't know what game plan Cambridge had, really, because whatever game plan they did have obviously went straight out the window, when, like I said, when they're 2-0 down after after 10 minutes on the clock. So, you know, you dare say they might have come and tried to do the same thing. It is, it is almost, if, if we don't score early on, we do we do struggle. For me, it's, it's just... I think that's where if if I know it's a massive if and I know it's still the season's still you know in our own hands. Obviously, we've got that game in Andover, Sunderland. That if we do win, you know we will be sat in the playoff positions, and you know there's not long left in the season to go. But I think if we if we do fail to get playoffs, let, let's say I, I think if you look back, I know, I know you can look and, and go if we'd have done this and if we'd have done that and you know if Bailey Peacock Farrell had not chucked the ball on the floor and all this that and the other and, and <laughs> yeah. I know you can do that on every game and if you would you'd be champions but for me I, I look and I just think that the the, the I don't I don't want to say the teams that we should beat. I think everyone knows what 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 I mean by that. You know, the teams that are lower down in the league, and especially the teams that are scrapping for the the, te- the teams we as fans expect us to be. Well, yeah, I mean, to, I think uh, this the season split or the te- the the league split in two in it. Really, there's like there's probably ten or eleven teams. You probably although Oxford did quite well last season as well, but Oxford are, are not a massive club. But there's probably ten big clubs in League One and the rest are, are just quite 
happy to, you know, to be mixing it with with the big boys kind of kind of thing. And uh, I've just been speaking to uh, a Cheltenham fan ahead of the game on on Saturday, and he he said exactly that. You know that they're like in sat in twelve, they're at the top of the uh, like the, the second half of the of the league kind of thing without all the all the big boys. So yeah, and is t- that kind of where they expect their threshold to be? If that makes sense for for the time being. Yeah, and when te- and when teams come up against us, it, I just. You know, and they and they make it difficult. But think the thing is, what frustrates me more than anything is it don't come as a surprise. Like Darren Moore must know surely that teams like Gillingham. I mean, we've got uh, Cheltenham coming up on Saturday. I'm sure they're going to do the same. We've got AFC Wimbledon the week after that. They're, they're going to come and do exactly what you know what Accrington done and what and what Gillingham have done and and sit in and and make it difficult. But sh- as of yet, I don't think we've found a way of beating these sides i mean doncaster we'd i know we we won what three three one in the end but we made that one tough as well didn't we it's just i just don't know what it is that you know that we that we're lacking i mean just just on the team you know we made three changes you know dunkley came in for iofa hunt for for the injured um palmer uh, and then patterson came in for for berahino when you saw the the lineup what did you what did you think to that one yeah, I thought I thought Berahino not starting was very uh, very strange to be honest. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's a man in form, isn't he, To be fair. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough, obviously. One all against um, Accrington, but you'd think you'd get another crack, wouldn't you? I mean, is all the tinkering annoying you? Yeah, I mean. It does a bit, but then at the same time, you don't know if there's something if he'd picked up a knock and it's not been, you know, there's stuff like that. But it was very, that did surprise me, and I thought, to be honest, I mean, obviously if we kept a clean sheet, but Dunkley coming in was a bit of straight in was a bit. Well, I think he's come in to nullify Vidal. Yeah, physical, a, 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 the physical presence, but he'd think Don might have been it. You know what I mean? I don't know, but obviously he didn't really. It didn't, I say it didn't really matter, but to be fair, I've, I've heard a few people weren't very happy with him, more from the point of playing the ball out. From, yeah, I, I, I assume. Yeah, so obviously that's been quite a, that's quite a big thing in the way we have been playing. Yeah. But we have been able to, you know, get it out nicely from the back and stuff like that. So, Yeah, but to be fair, I think I, I also looked a bit shaky uh, against Accrington. To be, perfectly, enough, yeah. to be perfectly honest as well, he he didn't look the player that he has been and that we that we kind of know of, of you know the earlier games that we've that we've seen him play like last season. I know he had a terrible season, but but yeah, I mean, one thing that for me, I think I tweeted it as well is you know Gillingham, they've they've got what that Vidane Oliver. It's not like he scored twenty five goals this season. He scored eight goals this season, which is you know the same as what Gregory's played in probably. I don't want to say half the amount of games, but you know what I mean? Gregory's been out injured. They currently sit in the relegation zone. And for me, we've like kind of, we almost completely changed our like system and the way that we play to, you know, to, to combat one player in, in Vidane Oliver. Now, you know, it's clear that we put Dunkley on because of his aerial uh, ability to, to stop him from playing. But it's not like we've come up against Harry Kane. Do you know what I mean? He's not like yeah. he's, he's someone that's going to, you know, banging a hat trick or or whatever. It, it's it's Vidane Oliver, and no disrespect to to Gillingham, but they are where they are for a reason. And I, I feel like we, again, we've 
I, I know um I know Ben who was on here likes to say you know uh, or is it Tom I can't remember what, some, one of them you know play the team that you come up against and stuff and I get that to a certain degree but there comes to an element of that we need to play our own game and I know I've been talking about do we need to find a way of breaking these teams down but I just think that all the tinkering and stuff it it still feels like we've not found our like his best team. Do you, do, obviously, we've got players coming back now when a lot, a lot of players are, uh, are, are coming back from injury and stuff. Do you think that's a detriment to the squad because he's, he's now got more people that he can put in there, whereas before he, his, his hand was kind of forced? Yeah, it should be. I mean, it should it should it should help him. Know, but do you it think it help? Yeah, yeah. But do you not? But for me, I, I think because he's got you know. He, it's like a kid in a sweet shop, and he? he wants to try all sweets and what have you, and you know, but, but really just needs to stick with stick with ones that he likes, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I think like we said, obviously, there is some, you know, we found a system due to that, you know, was it injuries, whatever, and we found pretty much starting eleven, you know, give or take one or two that might change, but he should stick with it and just hopefully bring players in when needed do you know what I mean I don't know yeah. we'll soon find out I mean obviously Hunt, Hunt that came in for Palmer Palmer were injured so I, I, I get that one you know Patterson for Berry you know I, I mean I'm sure someone will correct me but I can't remember last time we played the same front two in two consecutive games we definitely didn't play it for three anyway I know I know that for certain but you know it's you know we, we we haven't had two players up there to kind of form a partnership I know we've had injuries and stuff like that which has made it Difficult. And now, obviously, Berahino's going off. Yeah, to uh, called up to Bur- Burundi national yeah. side. First time in, what, a year and a half, I think, he's been called up. Uh, clearly, because of that hat-trick, that's, uh, <laughs> that's all they've seen. But, I mean, you look at some of the stats from the game on Saturday, 70% possession, but yet we only have two shots on target in the, yeah, whole, in the whole I game. Think, I don't know what, obviously, like I say, I've only seen two minutes of it, so... It's hard to say, and I think obviously there was a Bannon had a shot that was saved in the bottom corner. Yeah, and then there was that one. There was a chance, I assume, near the end of the game. I don't know, but yeah, where, where he square, yeah. squared it and how it didn't go in, I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, know. it's it it's, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because what, what any of them goals come in, and I, and I think we'll be having a totally different discussion, which which is you know football's fine margins, isn't it? But. But yeah, you when you on reflection when you when you look, I mean they've had eight, they've put together eighty eight passes. That's it, eighty eight. Like that. That's like I don't think I've ever seen a team have you know less passes than that ever. Like it was such a boring game to watch. I mean, credit to to them. They've they've clearly had a game plan to frustrate us, and they've and they've stuck to it. They've just looked at what Accrington did at the you know on on Tuesday night and just said, well, just do exactly the same, which. Fair enough. Yeah, and... I think there seems to be, again, I've only watched the short highlights of the action game, but there did seem to be more chances created in that game from us. Yeah, well, we've had, what, um, eight shots off target and, the, you know, two blocked as well. And But, yeah, I just I just don't think, I, I don't know. It's um, It was just a very, very frustrating afternoon. Um, there was one positive that I've managed to draw from, uh, from the... Uh, from the game of the weekend is we managed to successfully defend three corners, which obviously, <laughs> <laughs> which obviously Accrington only had one last week and they managed to score 
scored Fair against us. May I've seen that goal though. It was lucky, wasn't it? It was lucky, but still, um, the, the, the defending was questionable. Let's say, especially yeah, when you've got 11, best. eleven men. In, <laughs> yeah, eleven men in the box. Another thing that I think we just need to be better at, and but both games, Accrington and Gillingham, picking up the second balls. I think you know, but both teams were physical in the air. You know, both teams were you know playing long ball and you know winning the headers and stuff. But it weren't just winning the headers; it's, it's, it's the second balls, like I said. And both teams just seem to be more alert. I don't know whether it comes down. You, know, you can't show yeah, the because we seem to. I think that was something we struggled with early in the season as well, to be honest. But then when Byers and Lungo started playing well together, it, it didn't. We seem to have got better at that because that was one of my, you know. That's something that was getting on my nerves at the start of the season. I think the second ball. So I don't know. I don't know what, I don't I know don't what know. it is. I don't know what. I don't know what needs to change. It's like, like I say, it's just it's just like they're not alert enough. Like they're not reacting quick enough, and, and it's like they're you know just half a second behind. Like I said, it's all fine margins, and when you when you're like that, when you're not picking up the ball, it's you're then having to break the team down, and you know it's playing into their hands. There, you know, whilst they've got the ball. So we can't score, and you know it's it's simple stuff, isn't it? But it, it does seem so, you know, seem like it is so simple. But you know, you know those little knockdowns and you know getting that first contact and, and stuff, and it's something that we are that in the last couple of games it just seems like we've struggled in. And I don't know, maybe, maybe both sides have just thought, you know, because they are just focusing solely on defending. You know, they're throwing everything at it. To I mean, Gillingham at the weekend celebrated like they'd won FA Cup when they. You know, when it was still nil nil at the end, and to be fair, they even had a chance to win it like right at the death with that uh, that ball that got played through to to Oliver. But and to be fair, that would have just summed up the whole afternoon if that goal would have gone in. Um, to be to be honest, but yeah, there's just I don't want to come. Well, I'm just about to say I don't want to come across like I'm moaning, but that's all I've done since since we started talking. But I just don't think there were any real positives to to say from. Um, from that game against Gillingham, really, and I think you were probably glad that you were out of the country, weren't you, Liam? <laughs> well, before you went, you were you were you were saying that you you know you didn't want to miss all these games. I mean, I suppose you missed that six nil thrashing, and then there's been an awful one one, and then a an awful nil nil at Gillingham. So I don't think you've done too bad, to be fair. <laughs> no. no, no. Right, um, let's um, let's move on then to. Um, to other things. I mean, we can obviously still talk about the uh, the Gillingham game. We've got uh, Peter and Ted that uh, that I'm going to bring up and uh, and talk. If you do want to get involved, then please press that request to talk button on the bottom left, and we'll bring you up and we can uh, we can have a chat about anything that you want to talk about. A couple of things that we're going to be talking about um, later on. We'll talk about Josh Windass. Um, he's reported that he'll be in contention for selection at the weekend when we play Cheltenham. Although. If uh, the rumours are said to be true, it sounds like he has picked up another injury as well, but that's un- uh, unconfirmed. Um, we can also talk about the fact that MK Dons and Crew games have been moved because of Sky. Obviously, both those games are going to be at the um, Easter weekend. Uh, and then we can also talk about uh, you know Darren Moore and, and the tinkering that he's doing. Is he doing too much tinkering and are we worrying about the opposition too much, uh, Peter. Um, I'll come to you, I'll come to you then. Uh, <coughs> what do you want to talk about, Gillingham? I'm guessing. 
I think it's frustration, and, and I don't think it's negativity that came out of your voice. It's frustration, and I think everybody, I think every single Wednesday fan feels the same about it. it just it, it, we we seem to get started, uh, and then we 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 fail to break down these sides who come and uh, park the bus, so to speak, or don't have any intentions of playing football. And for me, for me, the, the the three issues are when the 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 midfield have not performed uh, in the last two games. Definitely, Byers, Luongo, Bannon have just not been on the game. Now, is that because they physically shattered after their exertions from the Burton game and the Cambridge game because they did run the blood to water those games. And then you look at the you look at the options where more could potentially tinker with that midfield and there aren't any sort of midfield options where he can switch around. The, the other big area for me is is, is obviously the defence. And it, it wasn't it, coincidental when Dean and Story signed we then went on a run of what was it seven eight matches where we, you know, that was our best best performance, not the best results, and also performance of the season. Harley Dean's gone out of the equation. He's come back in, and, and I think he's an absolute shoe in this weekend. I wasn't convinced by Dunkley at the weekend. I wasn't convinced by uh, Peacock Farrell again. He looked hesitant, and that spread into the defence. The sort of nervousness. And it's just, it's just. I think you can probably tell in the tone of my voice. It's just a general, 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 a general feeling of frustration with the whole team. Yeah, uh, I mean, does it also is the frustration there as well? Because if you look at the other teams around us, and I know people are going to say just focus on what you're doing and what have you, and then yeah. what everyone else is doing doesn't really matter. But everyone else is picking wins up. Like Plymouth won again yesterday. I think that's five yeah, wins, um, five clean sheets in their last games. Uh, MK Dons are on an absolute, um, you know, they're like a, they're going like a train. I think they're nine, it's something ridiculous, like 12 games unbeaten or something like that, I think I read yeah, earlier. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an extraordinary uh, uh, run of results for the, for the whole sort of top. Top eight. I mean, I, I, I mean, you, you've heard me the last couple of weeks. I've been saying we're an absolute shoo-in to get to the playoffs. But I, I had a bit of spare time because I finished my work earlier this week, and I, I put together the spreadsheet of all the remaining fixtures for all the sort of top eight teams and the, the sort of um, the expected points. I know you're going to get fake results. I know you're going to get teams dropping points against sides that you'd expect them to be. But for me. I, I, what I reckon, I think we're going to finish seventh. Unfortunately. Uh, and that's and you know what I was like two weeks ago. Yeah, I I was I was buzzing my socks off thinking, you know, we might even nick second. Uh, but obviously, like you've just said, MK Dons are flying. Uh, Wigan have sort of sort of got a bit of a resurgence going. Rotherham are stuttering. I think Rotherham's going to fall uh, if you can fall into it. Rob, I think Rotherham will only finish second because Wigan, Wigan and MK Dons are, are absolutely steaming at the minute. They're flying up the outside. Uh, yeah, you, you, you're looking the top top nine teams, ten teams even. There's only been five defeats in the last yeah. fa- in the last fifty games. So each you know last five games, that's fifty games. There's been five defeats, and I bet you if you looked at them, teams have probably played against each other in them to give them. Do you know what I mean to give them yeah. defeats? So yeah. which is an incredible, like astonishing uh, run. I mean, you look at uh, last season. Um, Oxford finished sixth, seventy-four points. Look now, we sit on sixty-six points, 
and there's what eight games left so that's 24 points and we'd only need what eight points from 24 and i think we'll need a hell of a lot more than than just eight points to get get I playoffs think, this uh, this season I, I i reckon you're gonna need eight between eight, 83 84 to get that last spot which is crazy that, isn't it? which is probably a record it like. is it's gonna yeah it will be it will be and i, and I think I can only see it, and I reckon we'll 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 we're going to drop in on eight to two, and that's without losing a single game. Hull Hull won the uh, won the championship with eighty nine points last season, by the way. Yeah. Which um yeah, which is which is crazy to to see that you know we're going to have uh, so many points, and well, I mean, look, if we could still get there. Let's let's not. There's still a long a long way to go. Yeah, well, that, two the, two the, wins the, in his next two games, and I think we're having a totally different uh, conversation, of course. Um, but yeah, just I mean, just on Gillingham, Peter. Did you did you go down there at the weekend? Yeah, we were there, me and my lad. Um, it was it was just it was just oh god, it's a it's a it's a dump of a place. I didn't I didn't I didn't think the scaffolding seating were all that bad. Uh, fantastic, fantastic weather. Pitch were fine. Looked like a great view from up there, anyway. Uh, well, we we were we were on the sort of bottom bottom left near the near where the players came out, but it was just. Just frustrating, and it's like, what? What can you say? Like you said, they they put seventy, eighty passes together. Their only threat was when the right back was running from one side to the other, taking the long throw-ins, <laughs> uh, and that was their only threat. And then he comes on afterwards, Neil Harris claiming we're the Man City of the uh, uh, of League One. What the hell is he on about? He's just bigging his, he's, he's bigging himself up because. You know, I know you can excuse my friends. You know, you can only piss with the cock you've got, but they are a bad guy. You know, I, 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 I did me, I did me Sado stuff and watched, I watched the Plymouth and Cheltenham game last night, and yeah, all right, Plymouth beat Cheltenham, but Cheltenham weren't much cop, not at all. They're, they're, you know, like you've just said, we, 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 we have to win the next two games, but I still think because we're all still winning. You know, we'll be having a similar conversation in a week's time, two weeks' time. Uh, I dread to think the conversation we'll be having next week if we don't win this weekend. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, what, is it frustrating you that we're not being able to um, yeah. break teams down like oh, Gillingham, yeah, like definitely. Accrington? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's the midfield. If the midfield don't perform, then we're not going to do anything. It's down to those three and at whatever... Magic words, magic stuff that that Moore and Jamie Smith have to do to get them going. Then that that's key to it all. If uh, we know that Bannon's going to going to put a show in, but Byers and Luongo have got to turn up as well at the side. Yeah. I'm not, you know, for me, Harley Dean's got to start this weekend. He's got to be the rock in the middle. Put Story and Hutchinson alongside him. I'm not convinced by Offer. I'm not convinced by Dunkley. Uh, I know they've only had one game back apiece, but. I think the the kind of players who need a run in the side before they can look any piece. Whereas, I think Carly Dean can just come in, just like Hutchinson, but keep come in and look like he'd never been away. Yeah, cheers that, Peter. Do do stick Sorry. around. Uh, um, Liam and Dan, I will come to you in a second. But we'll come come to Ben first. Ben, mate, how are you? All right. Yeah, good mate, pal. You? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Have you uh, have you got over the disappointment of uh, of the weekend? I've not woke up yet, pal. That first half, Christ Almighty. <laughs> Looking at the clock, it's like twenty minutes gone. It's like fucking hell, it's not even half time. Just, I mean, honestly, two minutes of highlights. I don't even know how they got two minutes, mate. It was just yeah, they were, they, they were scraping barrel, weren't they? To be fair, <laughs> crikey, O'Reilly. 
I mean, no disrespect to Gillingham, but let's call it as it is. They're garbage. They're down there for a reason. You know, they don't score many goals. You know, they concede goals. But why are we going there? Just sitting back, slow as anything. I mean, we played a couple of days prior at Accrington. We did a job on us. Big team, solid. You know, kind of sat back, got stuck in. So what have we learned from that game? Absolutely nothing. We've gone there, we've sat back. We're just slowly passing it around, building up front back. And at no stage in that game did he attempt to go for it. I mean, for me, it's a must-win game. No disrespect, but teams down at bottom, we've got to be beating. And, I mean, his change were to push Hutchinson into midfield for the last, what, 15, 20 minutes and bring Harley Dean on. I'm sorry, but that's not going for it. I mean, get some more bodies on there. Let's get, you know, chuck your big lads up top. Do you mean bang crosses into a box? Just change. But we don't. It's just this slow, boring passing football. And it's all right when uh, Cambridge let you play like that and you can, you know, that freedom of pitch, get a couple of early goals. When you when you don't, what are we going to do to change it? He did nothing. And do, I'm do sorry, think, Darren Moore, but it's do, that side down there. Do you think that's the issue then? Is the in the pace of play that we that we you know we're not we're not getting the ball up to to Gregory and whoever his strike partner may happen to be at the at the time. Like we're not getting the ball up to him quick enough. Um because I mean when we played Accrington and, and Gillingham, I think, you know, both sides, you know, you know, they both let us have the ball, you know, on the back four. I think um no back three, sorry, you know, I think you know, so many passes between Story, Dunkley and, and Hutchinson at the weekend. But then as you know, as we get, you know, Outside their eighteen-yard box, they weren't giving us any time whatsoever. But like I said, is is the is the issue not getting up to them quick enough? Do you think? Yeah, and there's no movement. I mean, I've gone about it all the time. Throw-ins. We had a throw-in. We did what we usually do. We're looking around. Who wants it? Who wants it? And a minute later, whoever has got ball in their hands, they'll drop it for somebody else to take because nobody wants it. So Bannon's shouting away, and he has to sprint over to collect it. And there's no movement there. It's just that's got to come from manager while we set up and. Why are we not having a go at Gillingham? I mean, no disrespect to theirs. You know, is it Vidane and Oliver? Yeah. He's not exactly, as you've said, he's not a 20-odd goal season man, is he? So come on. I mean, and why, I mean, if you're going to chuck somebody in at centre-half, you know, why are we chucking Dunkley in? Why not Arlie Dean? Who, he come to us, you know, straight away, got chucked in that one game. He hadn't played for God knows how long. He did really well. So why are we not chucking Arlie Dean in? I mean, I just don't get it, pal. And um, I just got to be more because... We know how good we are. We can smash teams when we're on it. And there's just no attempt to win that game that weekend. And if all you've got is chucking Sam Hutchinson into midfield to try and nullify them and take a nil-nil, then that ain't good enough, mate. And it won't be good enough next season if I mean, we don't go up. You look at the the games that we've got coming coming up. We've got Cheltenham, Wimbledon. Uh, then we've got a, the Bolton uh, and MK Dons. We've got Crew at home. Two away games in... Uh, Wickham, obviously the game in hand against Fleetwood, uh, and then we finish with Portsmouth. How how confident are you that we're going to get into the playoffs come the end of the season, given all the other... I mean, Plymouth have got an absolutely terrible run of, uh, of fixtures. I think they play literally every single team in the top seven or eight in in, in, the, in their next, uh, next games, other than us. But, you know, how... If after... Yeah, I'm, guess, I'm probably right in saying after Cambridge, you thought... Like everyone was saying oh. we might even go up as uh, as automatic potential. Yeah, I was saying but... myself, mate, if you'd have asked me at five to five that Saturday, like bloody hell, that's that's how we can play. We're here now, we've got a settled tie, settled team, that's how we're gonna play. That midfield three set, you know, you can't drop them to up top. And then of course, Barry Hino, I mean, why the heck is he not starting at weekend? I mean, I've been critical of him 
after that Shrewsbury away game, I wanted him never, ever in that side again. But hey, guess what? He come on in, Donny, we're awesome. Scored a hat-trick against Cambridge, he's flying. Then he's he's not playing. I just don't get it. And I'll tell you what, now at weekend, mate, I, I made a prediction yesterday on radio. And if, and it's a big if he's fit, I think at weekend, he'll bring Windass in and he'll drop George Byers from midfield. And he'll start doing what he did when Windass got fit early on in season. And he'll play Windass just behind front two. I'm calling that now. Really? Yeah, so I think he's gonna. Yeah, I think he'll start showing him inside. Hope I'm wrong, but but, but yeah, I can't it, nothing uh, changes now. How confident are you that we're going to get playoffs then? Come end of the season. I have no idea, Paul. Depends what which which Wednesday turn up in it. As I say, after Cambridge, oh, we're going to be pushing top two here. Easy make playoffs. We'll come third at minimum. But now it's like the last two games. He's learnt nothing. And as I say, he's looking like he's going back to his tinkering ways now. He's got bodies back and. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not that confident at the minute. You, you, sound, again, you sound dejected, Ben. Just that game at weekend, mate. What I would say though is, by the way, I got about home too. That Chinese, you know, takeaway next to Wednesday's ground. <laughs> Just two minutes down from Gillingham, a Chinese chip it almost as good. Large bad sauces, chips curry sauce, absolutely gorgeous it was. So ten <laughs> that, out and ten. That was... I like, I like the day. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely bloody well. Uh... <laughs> Brilliant. I'm kind of sell lads before I drop off at this point. Yeah. Uh, have you got something to say, Liam Russell, about your future? What do you mean? Well, we know what happens when you go on a cricket tour around <laughs> the homes and that. Are you off to your boyhood uh, podcast at Newcastle to add that? <laughs> Good one, Ben. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers for that, mate. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll get I'll dig Liam out of a hole there, and we'll go, we'll go to the other other Liam uh, <laughs> on the on the pod. Uh, Liam, mate, how are you? All right. Yeah, all good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Gillingham, a disappointing nil-nil draw. Um, did you think we were going to learn something from the Accrington game when we come up against a, a similar side in Gillingham? Uh, no, to be honest, uh, not really. Um, I went down there. Very disappointing performance. Um, after the game, I spoke to a few Gillingham fans and they were actually disappointed to only get a draw. <laughs> you know, that's how bad we actually were. Um, we should have been behind in the first half. Uh, barely made a couple of saves and made a double save. Second half, we improved. But again, we had a lot of the ball. We just didn't do a lot with it. What is the problem then? What? Why? Why can't we beat these sides like what for you is what needs to change is it personnel is it the formation is it the is it the kind of mentality of the players what is it that needs to change uh for me it's the mentality um we've just not been really especially away from home we're not positive enough so we're not really attack minded away from home and obviously we've got the, the pressure is on us to get into the top six and i think it's starting to get to us a little bit what, do, you given, th- do you think they've, they've been a bit, what's what's the word, like a bit complacent to a certain degree? Do you think we're just going to turn up and steamroll these these sides? Yeah, I think so. And you saw against um, Lincoln away beforehand and Accrington, that's the blueprint of how to perform against us. You know, deal with the low block and counter, and that's exactly what they've done. And we struggle, and we still struggle against those kind of teams. Well, we've got two more coming up. Um, Cheltenham at the weekend. I think they're gonna, although you know what they're sit twelfth in in the league. But you know, talking to to the Cheltenham fan just now, it sounds like they're perhaps gonna, you know, sit in and frustrate uh, as that's what they've done against mm. most of the sides. You know, uh, you know, in the in the top half of the of the league so far this season. So, 
you know, Darren Moore needs to, or hopefully this week has been working on a way of, of beating a side that puts 10 men behind the ball. Yeah, and, and Wimbledon as well. They've not won, I think, in 19 games or something. Yeah. Well, if they, if they don't win at the weekend and they, and, and that's twenty, uh, by the time we play as I'm I'm having a tenner on Wimbledon to win. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we do have a, when against teams on a bad run, play us and we'll end it for you. That's, yeah. what, that's what we tend to do. Yeah, ex- exactly. Liam, uh, do stick around. Uh, cheers for that, mate. No worries. Um, Dan, I'm just going to come to you, mate. How are you? All right. Is that first time on the show. Yes, mate. First time. Yeah, nice one, uh, Dan. How are you? All right. Yeah, not too bad. I'm just uh, watching my young lad football trainer sat in car and just listening. So, but I'd uh, chirp up for once. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, did Did you go down to Gillingham at the weekend? I didn't, mate. I watched it on iFollow, so I've watched every game this season. Um, what, what, first, what did you first think for it? a while? It, much repeated of what the last few lads have said. Um, to be honest, I, I don't like to blame managers and dig them out, but I do blame Darren Moore. Um, his interviews leave me baffled every time I listen to him. He comes out with the same cliches, got to do better in training, you know, the usual go-to that Gary Monk used to do every week. Um, I don't think playing Dunkley cold like he was, when you're, when you're a team that's got most of the possession, somebody like Dunkley, for me, is a last-ditch defender. I'd like to see Hutchinson a lot more on the ball against these weaker teams to start these players off. And I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously Dunkley came in for Iorfa. Who would you have... Yeah. Would you have stuck with Iorfa or... I'd have you... probably stuck with Iorfa, but Iorfa's probably a bit less of the two evils. I don't think Iorfa's very comfortable on the ball. Um, he's a brilliant defender, and he'll he'll get back. And he's a last, you know, in in an FA Cup match against a Premier League team, you can imagine him being man of the match. These players, yeah. but when we've got all the ball, they just don't look comfortable. And I think somebody like Hutchinson, who's more comfortable on the ball, I think that first pass into midfield from Hutchinson is going to be a lot better than like the likes of Dunkley and everybody. Um, I know we've Doug, I, I know we've dug Dunkley out quite a lot on on this podcast, especially earlier on in the season. But for me, he just looks yeah. he just just looks uncomfortable at pass, even a simple six yard yeah. pass. He just looks unnatural yeah. to him. Well, I remember when we played. I think we played Iowa maybe last season. He won a game, uh, one game in midfield, and he just looks so out of his, out of his depth because it's not their game. That is not their game to be on the ball all the time. Um, like I said, against a good side, I think they'd be brilliant when we are defending. But when we're pushing up to halfway with the ball, like you said, they just look uncomfortable. And I think it starts from there. Um, and yeah, like the other lads have said as well, not Berahino scores a hat trick, and then he has a an average game, doesn't score, and then gets dropped. You know, if if you're a striker, you need you need your manager to put his arm around you and say, right, you've scored an hat trick. The next three games, you're going to play from the start and just take a bit of pressure off him. Because now he's going to be thinking, if I don't score any game, I'll be sat out again next week. Do you, think, think... do you think that's uh, the, the problem in that we have got other options? You know, it, you know we've got Canberra, we've got Siliso, we've got Patterson that can play yeah. there. It's almost like it feels like he has to change it once he's won. Yeah, I just, I just wish he'd, I wish he'd stick with, with two for a while just to give him a chance to develop a relationship it's like you said it's, most weeks it's a different two 
I mean, I love Callum Patterson, but you know, he gives everything. You'd want him on front line in a war with you, wouldn't you? But <laughs> not in a front two. <laughs> not in front two. I, I like, like I said, I do like him, but he's not the answer for me. But just, just stick with same two for a few weeks. I know it's difficult now. Berahino's going, but um, you know, just get, get a couple of lads. You know, put. I mean, behind closed doors, he might do that anyway. But be nice for him just to say, look, lads, next three games you're starting. You know, see, yeah. what, show me what you can do. Definitely. I mean, um, obviously, yeah, Berahino's off on international duty. Yeah. So that were announced earlier yeah. on today. Yeah. Um, Windass, if you know, we're led to believe that he is available for for selection. Although I have had, um, you know, someone has told me that although they've not denied it, it's. Um, They've not confirmed it either that is uh, that, that Windass has picked up another injury. But you know, yeah. who who would you want to see partner Gregory this weekend against Cheltenham? Um, it's quite. I asked the question on on Twitter, and um, you know, quite a few people, you know, obviously said Patterson. A few people have piped up and said Nathaniel Mendes Lang. We forget that he was obviously on the bench. Um, yeah. at the weekend, you know. Not a lot. Not a lot of people said Camberry or Silasso. Um, well, I said no. not many. I don't think anyone <laughs> no. did. To be fair, I'd probably give uh, Mendes Lang another run because before he picked up that little knock, he were he were our best player for probably what three or four games at least. Um, yeah, I'd probably give him a run because it was pace. Um, that, that's something we lack in it. Pace. I yeah, think. yeah. Get him, get him up top with Gregory. Bounce everything off him. Have Bannon just wherever he wants around him. And then you've got your, you know, buyers low and go, everyone else, you know, holding behind them. But I don't know. Darren Moore just doesn't sit well with me. I just his interviews just they just blow my mind. <laughs> I think this I think they're so cliche all the time. I, I think if we had Paul Warren from Rotherham, I think we'd be top two. Put it that way. Yeah, definitely. I just I just I think anything less than six is a massive underachievement and he needs to go because it should be minimum we get six with that squad, injuries or not. Cheers, Dan. Do uh, do stick around if you uh, if you can. Uh, obviously, we always ask for your, your three word match reviews uh, from every game on Twitter uh, at WTRD Pod. Of course, um, I'll just read a few of them out. Um, we've got uh, Ashley Bond. Bye bye, Darren. Um, we've got. Uh, Coach Nutty Almond dropped the pink kit. I think I made reference to the fact that they've only won one game, and I think that was Wigan away, obviously away from home, wearing the yeah. uh, the pink kit this uh, this season. Ben Chiker, players to blame. Uh, Davy Boy, utter shite. Um, that's only he only need, needed two words for that one. Um, Paul Burton out muscled again. Uh, Spike not good enough. Cal, no plan B. East Coast Owls on the same uh, vein, need a plan B. Do you think that's something that um, that we do struggle with, that it is very one-dimensional, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it's, it is frustrating, isn't it, that when, you know, and I know every every fan, you know, suddenly turns, you know, because you've, because you managed Wednesday on Football Manager and you got them to the Champions League, you think, you think you know everything kind of thing, but, it, you know, yeah, sometimes like you can see it from the stands and sometimes it's clear to see that something's not working but do, do you think that it sometimes changes it a bit a little bit too late or leaves it a little bit too long I think he always does to be honest yeah I think he always does and, and sometimes 
I think he's got a bingo machine to pick his team. I, I just, you know, the amount of times this season I've I've seen the team sheet two o'clock and I just think, what I don't know what he's thinking. I, I, like I've played football, so I can sometimes I can see the thinking behind a manager, but I look at it sometimes I just think I don't understand why he's made that decision. Berahino not to start on Saturday, I just it baffled me. So great stuff. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop and play devil's advocate here. Uh, <laughs> as you so, do, as you do, Liam. Yeah, yeah, no, but just Doncaster, two half-time changes. I can't remember what game it was the other week when he put uh, Palmer back in, you know, when Hunt played centre-mid, and he put Palmer back into defence and brought Hutchinson midfield, and it changed the game. Burton Albion. Um, Burton Albion, when we went 2-1 down. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. no, sorry, when we're at 2-2, two, 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 I can't remember. Uh, I'm yeah. just throwing it out there into the mix. And obviously in this last game, like I say, I've not seen the whole game, so I can't fully comment. But he brought uh, Mendes, Lang and Berahino on. Fair enough, probably should have started Berahino, I'd say that. But attacking changes. And then obviously by the sounds of it, brought Dean on and put Hutchinson midfield. So did he try and, you know, obviously try to change it up? which he did and has done successfully in a couple of other games, is it him not trying to change it, not having a plan B, or is it the players that haven't played the plan B, do you know what I mean, been able to yeah. to pull off the plan B if such, do you know what I mean? I don't know, yeah. it's just something that... I, I think when you've, when, you've got an opinion, when you've got an opinion of somebody, it, you probably see all negative, so I'm probably picking at him a little bit, but I don't know. I just I just see the amount of good players we have and I just think... Oh yeah, and I fully, admit, you know, I fully understand your. I think somebody. Side. I think somebody. I, mean, I understand yeah. what you're saying. So it was just something. Yeah. No, you're probably right. I'm probably picking on him a bit too much, but you know, he's in charge at the end of the day. He's responsible for what we do, and I just don't think he's doing enough. That's piping, oh, yeah, lads. On, yeah, go on, Ben. On that bit. Yeah, Saturday, you say he brought Mendes Lango and Berino, but he didn't change it whatsoever. It was still staying formation and shoving Uch in midfield. Well. Yeah, but what's point? You know, we needed goals. We need some more urgency. There's nothing. You know, he didn't catch the body up top or out like that or just go with like a back four and, and it just didn't go for it. Sorry, bringing like for like players on, but at no stage would we think, oh, we're going for it here. It was just exactly the same. The stats, man, it's too slow, too boring for me. And yeah, he just didn't want to change it. Go on, Peter. Do you want to say something? Yeah, there were, I forgot to mention there was one thing right at the end of Gillingham. Uh, you remember when Patterson used to be, uh, whatever it was, last season, the season before, he was he was the long throw man, wasn't he, about last season, wasn't he? There was one incident at Gillingham uh, on Saturday, right at the very end, talking about changing it. It was about in the last 10 minutes. I can't remember who it was. It might even been story. Harley Dean, when he took a throw in. Harley Dean took a throw in. Jesus, he, must, he, he threw it longer than their right back did. He, he threw it from just short of the halfway line. He threw it right into the six-yard box. Now, if if we've still got that, like you're saying, changing things up, let's let's mix it up a bit. Now, where's that come from? Because that's been kept well under wraps. And yeah, I must admit, he, when he when he wandered over to take it, I'm thinking, yeah, I know, I know he's only played one game, but I'm sure he didn't weren't taking many many throw-ins in, uh, in, no. in in that game that he played. No, um, but that that's a serious weapon that we need to be we need to be utilising in situations like that where we need a point or we need a need a goal. To make a difference to, to three points rather than the one, because that I thought I, I said to me to me, Alice says, "Where the hell's that come from, and why have we not used it?" 
Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, we, we don't use the Patterson long throw when oh. he's uh, when he's playing either, and and we do look devoid of any sort of idea. I think that is, you know, Ben's already touched on it. Like throw-ins, mm. it's it's one of my pet hates as well. I just think, why does it look so simple for the other team when when the other team got a throw-in? They've pretty much ninety-nine point nine percent time find their man in space, yep. and we find it very, very difficult to do the exact same job. But, uh, mm. but yeah, cheers for that, Peter. I'm just going to bring Tom into the uh, mix. You've been waiting, patient. Tom, mate, how are you? All right? Yeah, not bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, all, uh, all good. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good. Um, yeah, this Gillingham game then. We've we've all been having a moan and a whinge. You, are you going to add, add your moan and a whinge or are you going to have a positive spin on it? I'm not really going to have a moan and whinge because they did a job. They did what they needed to do to get a point. So it's, it's happened and it is what it is. It, no matter how much possession, how many passes we completed, that don't win games. Win games is putting ball in there. We created chances. We, I think we had something like 12 shots in total, only two on target. So for me, it's the players that need to look at themselves because they're getting into the positions. They're just not clinical enough. Yeah, I think, I, I, think I said that. You know, If if the Berahino chance goes in or if the, the Bannon one which I thought was a such a strange shot, by the way. If that one creeps in the bottom corner, I think it's a whole different different conversation that we're having, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it speaks volumes when, I don't know if it's official, but I saw Peacock Farrell getting into Team of the Week on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, he got, he got in the Team of the Week. Yeah, that's right. So he must have done something to get in the Team of the Week because the, the Gillingham keeper kept a clean sheet. So why not him? So... Obviously, we must have been under the cosh at some point or he's done something to warrant that team of the week. So I, I think, I, I just think we need to take a look at where we are and understand that we're not this superior team that deserves to steamroll teams. We are where we are and we are going to draw, we are going to lose and we are going to win. I get that, yeah. but but Gillingham are 21st in the league, Tom. Like, does not come an element of we should be doing a bit better? Yeah, we should. You want to win every game and you think, yeah, we should be doing better, but they have a plan and we need to respect that they've got a plan and they, they're set up to do a job. And if they do their job better than us on that day, they're going to get something out of it, like Accrington did, like Gillingham have, like Gillingham did when we played them earlier on in the season. Like all these other little teams, or well, sorry, smaller teams than, than Wednesday, they come and do a job and they work harder and they want it more. And they, they nullify us from doing what, we do best. What What do you think the problem were then? Because like, it's not just Gillingham game that we've 
that we fail to break these teams down, is it? Like you know, you, you look. I mean, Accrington is obviously the uh, the other obvious one. Uh, if you if you go back earlier on in the season, you know, Cheltenham will come up against you know um, on Saturday. You know, two two, two there. Lincoln, we've not beaten them this uh, this season. You know, all these all these other t- Morecambe earlier on in the season when we lost one nil. You know, we we've not learned at all through the whole season, have we, how to how to beat these teams? No, we haven't. And it's the collective throughout the season. You win as a team, lose as a team, draw as a team. And you you would have liked to have thought that the the scouting team would do their job, advise correctly, weak points, strong points, how we can beat them. Obviously something's not right within the setup because we're not preparing well enough to beat these teams or even get a point in some some situations. So it's a collective. There's, there's not one individual. It's not a player. It's not a manager. It's a collective thing. It starts weeks before you play that team. And it seems like the the planning and the preparation is, is not right. Do you think complacency comes into it? Because I think when you look at like, so I go back to the Accrington game, they looked more up for it than what, than what Wednesday did. That looked quite obvious they looked hungrier and they were putting you know uh, you know putting the, the tackles in and closing down all all over the pitch um that that's what it looked like looked like to me is do you think complacency does come into it a little bit yeah and arrogance thinking you know, oh we're at Wednesday we're a big club we get 20,000 we should be we should be in a different division and I think I personally think sometimes the players turn up and think oh we can we can just turn up and these are these will just roll over, and they're finding out the hard way that in League One they don't just roll over. Does, does that come down to the players? Like, when, in terms of um, you know, buyers, he came from from Swansea. Um, you look at Dennis Adeniran; he were in obviously. I know he didn't play any games, but in the the Everton setup, all the all the players have come um, come down. You know, Harley Dean's at, at, Bur- uh, at Birmingham. Sorry, Story at Preston. All these teams and players have uh, have come from, you know, championship clubs. Um, do you think that's we're, we're lacking them players that have, you know, that have, that have played in League One or or below? Yeah, it's a shock to the system for some of these, and I personally think I think you get more time the the higher you play. Well, as in top end Championship, Premier League, you get more time on the ball. But with this, teams will be hassling you in your face, won't give you as much time, they'll they'll know the dark arts more and and this is something new to some of these players. They've never experienced it. Some of the some of these players who we're playing against, they'll be on a they'll be on a basic like let's say two grand a week. But if they win, it, it doubles their wage. So they're they're fighting tooth and nail to get do you know what I mean, that bonus. It's it's com- it's a completely different ball game. And They'll want it more. And then you've got Josh Windass that's just on uh, reportedly £624,000 a year um, and having played, started three games all season. But anyway. <laughs> well, he's too busy He's too busy sparring at Ingalls Gym, which is, in, I've, that is just absolutely outrageous if he's picked up another knock. Because two weeks ago, he's on social media posting these videos of him sparring there. And I think we all know boxing is probably the hardest training you can physically do on your body. Now apparently he's broke down in training. Just get shut of him. Yeah, he's, he's a bad. Egg. He's, he's a bad. His dad's a bad egg. 
get shot. Well, it's, well we are going to talk about uh, Josh Windass in a in a second. Um, but yeah, he's, he's come off social media now. Well, he's come off Instagram anyway. Uh, I know that. Uh, cheers, Tom. Uh, no, please, please do stick around. Uh, Craig, I'm just going to come to you, mate. How are you? All right. All right, mate. You? I'm fine, thank you. Um, first time on the show, Craig. Thanks to yeah, is, th- yeah, thanks to uh, joining in. Yeah, no, you're welcome. So, um, what what do you want to have to say, Craig? I just want to go back to uh, what we're talking about for us, like the Plymouth the other night, and, and they're just great after the show. And I look at teams like that, and I think we're going to go up. Got a big knocking beside us. I think, like the home game against Aston before, I didn't go to Gillingham, but from what I saw, it worked great. Love spoke, so it were awful. And you listen to more after, and I go back to what you last all I was saying. And his interview was horrendous. Like talking about a low block and all this. But I've been talking about that all season. I mean, I remember going to Doncaster, and we weren't shocking first off. Um, and then it took that one come Barry off, and we we're a lot better. Ended up in the game. It weren't an ideal performance. It weren't a great performance at all. And I just think we've had too many of them this season. Really do. It's a bit of a bad line, Craig, but I just want to—it's uh, it's all right. But I just want to um, finish on that. how confident are you, Craig, that we're going to get playoffs at the end of the season? Uh, at the minute, current form, I'm not confident at all, and I think I know it's hard to call manage all time, but I think if we don't make the playoffs, it's off to go. And I, I get asked this all the time on Twitter: but "Who do you bring in then?" And that's the, that's the key question. I don't know available. I can't really say who I'd like, but I think if we don't make the playoffs with this set of players, I think you've got to look at the manager. Really. Cheers, cheers, Greg. Cheers for that. Um, yeah, I think we're just going to um, move on to to talking about Josh Windass, uh, Mr. Russell. I'll uh, I'll come to you uh, on this now. Obviously, Darren Moore's come out and said that he's going to be in contention for selection this weekend. Um, Obviously, yeah, it's, it, it, there's been rumours that he might not be available and he has picked up a bit of a, another knock. But that aside, because obviously that is totally unconfirmed, will it be a boost to have Josh Windass back this weekend? Is that something that we that we need going into these final eight games of the season? Yeah, I mean, if, he is, if he's fully fit, then yeah, obviously he's, he's a boost, isn't he? Because, you know... He's a he's a, <clears throat> he's a decent player, but I don't know if he I don't know if he comes straight in because his best uh, his best uh, his best performances have come off the bench. So who, who this would season, you? Haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Like who, who I'd, would be, you start, mate, I'd, be, I'd be starting Patterson up from four in his last six games he's played in. If it was anybody else, yeah. If it's anyone would else, be, would be shouting from rooftop. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think he does. Uh... Full values. I don't want to say his reputation, but maybe his playing style. And, he didn't play. Uh, who did he not? He did, did he not play at all against? Was it Cambridge? He didn't feature at all. Uh, I, don't, he, I don't think. Uh, I don't believe it. There was one game run where he's not. Uh, I don't think he played at all. Um, but other than that, he's he's you know he's chipped in, hasn't he? So yeah, I think other than other than. I mean, I know obviously Gregory brings other things to the game and played really well against Cambridge, but other than Berahino, he's the man informing in front of goal, isn't he? In in terms of 
you know, other than Bannon as well, he's obviously got a few in the last. Uh, but in terms of up front, yeah. But like I say, they might. They might but like, uh, I can't remember who it was who said, you know, they might. He might bring if Windass is fully fit, bring him in behind the strikers and drop one of the midfielders. But we'll have to see. Yeah, if if you do want to get involved, everyone else do press that request to talk button. The people that are uh, they're up as speakers, if you just want to press the little heart um, icon and then uh, press the hand, then I'll uh, I'll come to you as well. We, obviously, we are talking about Josh Windass at the moment. Um, Liam uh, Russell. Now, do we do we need Josh Windass, like, or are you happy with Gregory and Berahino when they play together? That is like is. Is it ah, even, even if he does I... even if he does come back um for these final eight games or or so, is is Josh Windass someone that you that that we need or is he would you be looking to get rid of him and and get someone else in? I mean I know it depends on it's, what league we're in next. Yeah, season, I know it's tricky, but... but I don't think I don't think he's a striker personally. I think he can play plays his better football ten or. Maybe even on the wing as a bit of a, you know, obviously he's not an out-and-out winger, but, you know, I say I'm not his biggest fan, you know, he's he's good, he can be good, but I think he is very hot and cold. Um, and I do think he's got a case of the big time, you know what I mean? Thinks he's, I think he thinks he's better than what he is. Yeah, I, I must I'm admit, not, I'm I, not, I've had that kind of same feeling as well. Um, and I'm not taking away from, you know, he's a good player at this level, and you can't take that away from him. And he'll only be useful to our fit while he's at Sheffield Wednesday. But in my eyes, there's a lot, like, I don't know, there's a lot of bits about him that wind me up, but then he can produce bits of magic, can't he? So, yeah. um, and I like to say with anybody else, and everyone knows how big of a fan <laughs> long I am, but I said, you know, if he got a serious injury or a couple of knocks again before the end of the season, I probably wouldn't re-sign him. Pity no... bastard. <laughs> there's no, um, you know, there's no point in having players who only play a handful of games a season or yeah. play a handful of games, get injured, play a handful of games, get injured type thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, def- definitely. Um, ben, Tom, I-, I will come to you in a second, but I'll just come to Paddy first. Uh, Paddy, mate, how are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. Cheers, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're just talking about Josh Windass. What's your take on the whole Windass situation? Does, you know, these, like I said, unconfirmed rumours that he's picked up another injury and he won't be available this weekend. But, you know, what, what's your take on him? The tough one, mate, you know, because... Personally, I think he belongs in Alamshire. They have any injuries he's had. <laughs> um, I'd rather have Dean back at the moment, mate, if I'm being honest. Being on his day, he's shit up, but other than that, he's no good to us as if he's just not going to play. Yeah. But then again, I'd rather have a one-legged Windass than a fucking two-legged Canberra. <laughs> so I, don't know what, I don't know what you all think. Yeah, we've, um, we have spoke at length about Florian Canberra and Siliso. To be fair, to be fair, to be honest, we we also chuck Berahino, Berahino were at the bottom of the pile at at one bit, and look at what he's done. I've I've nearly had his had his name printed on my shirt, uh, not quite just just yet, but uh, but but Ooh. yeah, but I, but I don't think um, I don't think Canberra and, and so are going to be doing that anytime anytime soon. Yeah. I but, think I'd rather have Stow mate on well Star Wars or whatever you want to pronounce it. 
Well, I've been back in my shirt, mate, if I'm being honest. It's a lot cheaper option having three letters and very emails. <laughs> Definitely. But, yeah, I mean, you've mentioned there, you know, we don't, you know, we don't need someone that's, that's that's constantly injured. But, you know, Liam said that he, he don't think he's, he's like, up for it. He, I don't know if you see things that he puts on social media. Tom's already alluded to it, like going to the boxing and what have you and doing the sparring and, and yeah. stuff like that. It, it's not it, – it doesn't look to me like he's – He's up for the no, fight, I, does it? No, I agree, mate. And I went out with my dad over week and went to Dunelm. <laughs> for some, well, that went some extravagant, <laughs> weren't it, mate? <laughs> Dunelm for some curtains, and he were in the window with Missy. So it shows you how much shit he gives. But, yeah, roll on Saturday. Anyway, I'm not going myself. I'm going to England game. Oh, I've watched, watched some proper football. <laughs> the, wait, that's That might be even more boring, to be fair, watching England, to be, to, to be honest. Yeah. Free ticket though, mate. Can't turn it down. Wow. And I'll, I'll love you and leave you lads anyway. So have true, a great night. True Yorkshireman there, Paddy. <laughs> Take care, lads. <laughs> Cheers, Paddy. Cheers, mate. Uh, ben, I'm going to come to you, mate. Um, yeah, Windass. Do we get rid of him? Yeah, it's a, well, it seems to be a crock, mate. I mean, I said that. Called me wrong, but yeah, I don't seem interested in Windass. I mean, that night we got hammered by uh, Sunderland away, which unfortunately I didn't get to ground, so I was stuck in bloody traffic. He's on social media while people are taking pictures of him online. He's in a curry house in Sheffield, not even watching game. Um, I don't know. I don't think we need him. Um, yeah, he's in all right when he's played this season, but he'll be out injured again in a couple of games. And as I say, it's just another chance for Darren Moore to change it in it. So for me personally, um, I won't even play him, mate. I won't bother about him. He'll be injured soon. I mean, you only have to look at Paul Cook at Wigan. Paul Cook didn't want to know him. So, you know, that tells you everything, I think, there. Yeah, a bit of a attitude problem I mean you look you're lucky he scored that goal didn't he against MK Dons when he came off the bench um, I think he then started against Wickham and scored in that 2-2 draw at home then he didn't play against Portsmouth um, didn't play uh, 20 minutes against Crew. then he missed the Sunderland and Shrewsbury game um, I don't know why, probably that were over Christmas, weren't it? Probably just didn't, didn't fancy well, him or whatever. I think he put a tweet out over Christmas and uh, he might have got, co- he might have got COVID, I yeah. think, to be to be fair. Yeah. Um, but then he then, then he what, played 10 minutes against Plymouth and scored. Scored that good goal against Oxford and he came off the bench again. And then to be fair, he scored them two goals and I thought, you know what, here we go. Like, he's, he's going to do well. He, he started against Ipswich and I thought against Ipswich and Morecambe, it became off a bit in both games, but they're, they're two of his three starts that he's had all season. I didn't think he, you know, I, I, he didn't light it up as like how I expected it. And I think Liam's right in that he's probably better off the bench, isn't he? He's a bit of a, yeah. an impact he's not player. Fully fit, is he? He's not going to be till the end of the season. So, yeah, I, I don't want to see him starting. To be fair, I mean, with me, I mean, we've seen that many cocked of it years. As soon as somebody gets a long injury, I've been out for a couple of times. I just lose interest in him and just uh, get rid. So, you know, there's a bit of bias there for me. But no, I, I, I won't have him in squad either at weekend, uh, unless he's really fit. Um, Wait, so, well, he looked fit when he was sparring, by the way. <laughs> well, fair, fair play. But uh, I just don't want to see that midfield three change. And I've got a feeling that he will change it to show him in. So that, again, is another reason I don't want him in that team at weekend. But we'll see what happens. But for me, I don't want to see him in team. All right, if he's on bench, if we really need him, bring him on. But no, for me, I won't bother. Fair enough. Cheers for that, Ben. Tom, what do you want to have to say? 
Um, obviously, he's not going to go anywhere now. Um, if he's anything 60% and above, stick him on bench. He's, he's not a bad footballer. He's technically good and he can score goals. And I think he could contribute. But at the end of the season, any bids get shut. Anything just to get him off the wage bill. I'd get him out. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's, he's on a decent, decent way. The, yeah. the problem is, unless someone offers him a, a same or similar wage, I feel like he's got that mentality that he doesn't really care. Like, it, it don't, you know, if he's getting paid, you know, 12 grand a week, which it, say, which it says, yeah, I don't know how true that is or, or not, but let's say it is for now. I'm sure that's uh, that pays quite well for his boxing training, doesn't it? To be fair, <laughs> yeah. But in grand scheme of things, twelve grand a week, and if he's going to go to a cha- let's say championship club, it's not a lot in today's day and age. Yeah, it, but it's it, who's going to come and and pay that sort of money for someone that that's only played three hundred and twenty three minutes of football? I think it is so so far this season. My answer to that, and it's always the same to any situation like this, Stephen Corker got a move to Liverpool. So if he can get a move to Liverpool after playing for QPR, well, hardly playing for QPR and whoever, Josh Windass can get a move wherever he wants, really. Well, to be, fair, will, to be fair, John, Bez- will do his work. John Bez Weverick made it as a pro- professional footballer, so if he can Here we do go. it, then... <laughs> See what I mean? So the agents, that's where, that's where they earn the coin when they get a move, stuff like this. So, but I think he's a good, like a good footballer. But I just don't think his attitude's right. He's been arguing with Wigan fans on Twitter since he joined us for a start, and I think that paints a picture of what he's like. And like I said a moment ago, his dad, his dad doesn't help. One hundred percent, his dad does not help. Yeah, the whole not celebrating thing, and he were wading in saying this, that, and the other, weren't he? But. Uh... Yeah. I just want to move on to the news that broke yesterday that the MK Dons and well the MK Dons game's been moved to Sky um Sky coverage on sat on the Saturday now. Obviously um was it half seven kickoff I think it is, which the last train back from Milton Keynes is is half past eight. Um it stinks, doesn't it, Tom, that a game can be moved so late. Um, and you know this, the whole like you know uh, the, the, you have the whole discussion about you know footballs for the fans and what have you, but Sky go totally against it. What, what's your take on it? Or is it, have we just got to suck it up because ultimately Sky pay the big bucks, or has there got to be an element of come on, like you can't just can't just do that kind of thing? It's sad because I think everyone I've spoke to were looking forward to going down Good Friday, trying to get nearly 9,000 Wednesday fans there. I don't. I think we'll sell off a lot, but I don't think it could be that extra capacity. I know Ipswich got that. I think it's 7,000 as standard, but Ipswich got another 2,000. I think Wednesday fans were trying to match that. I don't think it'll happen now. Obviously, it can create as much noise as possible. I don't think Sky are going to change their mind. But the annoying thing is, is I can't remember any League One game that's not, let's say, a playoff semi-final being played at that time on a Saturday. Can you? Uh, not, not really. No, no. It's have uh... you sat? Have you sat down like with a takeaway and a sat in and uh, caught to eight, turned Sky on or BT or anything and, and watched a League One game? Because I, I can't. And I, I think I just think it's, it's unfortunate for us for this to happen. I can see why they've done it because both teams are battling out and wanting to get in the playoffs. 
on Wednesday is a big, maybe a bigger draw to the neutral fan than any other fixture that could have been moved. Um, it, it does stink, and it, it's not fair on on the fans and the loyal fans that go everywhere week in week out. Like a few guys who, obviously, in here went to Gillingham. They may now not go to MK Dons because it's it's not within their plans really to go on a Saturday night. Yeah, it's, it, for me, it's an hard one here because you know, there is, um, you know, that Sky do pay a hell of a lot of money for all the all the rights and stuff like that. But it, it, for me, I mean, out Wednesday game, it's in it's two weeks time, three weeks time when it's uh, when it's coming around. There needs to be an element of like they can't move games so soon, and the fact that it's on, you know, it's on Good Friday as well. I mean, everyone's. Probably made the made arrangements. It's you know it's bank holiday weekend. It's not only that as well. It's obviously moved the the uh, the crew game. I'm sure there'd be a lot of people thinking, oh, we'll probably get to that crew game. Uh, you know, it's bank holiday Monday. Yeah. I mean, even you know, even wife said that she perhaps might might have come to that game as as well and what have you know, bring the kids and and stuff like that. But you know, it's a Tuesday night. Um, I mean, you've got to think of the, you know the crew fans as well. They they were probably gonna bring a, a fairly decent following you'd have thought you know being a um being a bank holiday but it's just um you know it's just it's just frustrating that they yeah. come out with this narrative that it football's for the fans and yet they do something like this and it's all just you know like you said who's gonna who's gonna sit down and watch a watch a league one game because quite frankly like well you know whenever we're on telly it's 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 terrible, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's it just seems. I get that they bring all the money in and stuff like that, and and they you know they pump the pump the money in and and but I mean, how much money do we get from from being you no? Know, how much money would MK Dons get even for the for the game? I can't I can't imagine it being that much money, can it? No, I'm gonna ask you the same. I can't I can't put a figure on it, but yeah, it's not it's not gonna be much. But I can tell you one thing that you can guarantee: should Wednesday draw or win. Barry Bannon will get man at match. He <laughs> <laughs> could sit on bench for 90 minutes well, and come on just to kill some time. Well, they might as well, get man at match. They might as well just give it to him before he even kicked a ball, to be fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely absolutely nailed on. Um, it is, mate. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we were going to be taking a big big allocation, weren't we? But, um, but I can't see us taking, well, I bet. I mean, it's still on a Saturday, isn't it? It's not, it's not like it's moved to a, you know, to a midweek or anything like that, but you know the fact that it's on Sky, I think it will probably take maybe two, two and a half, as opposed to like a seven or whatever that were rumored. I think we'll take more than I think we'll take more than two and a half. But I think, like you said, there the annoyance is look like you mentioned the train times, so that could be a killer for let's say the the more younger casual generation who want to have a drink rather than people that are gonna drive down or do you know what I mean that'll I think that'll put a hindrance on it as well yeah. Liam I'll come to you in a second mate, see if I can end up um, there's I think I don't know what club it is but there's one club that I've seen where they pay for all the travel um, like you know the, the coaches have just included or the, the club put the, cl- the coaches on for now um, you know what levels that is that a league one I have no idea. I, can't remember. I don't know if it's Premier League or Championship, but I know that there's one one club. Uh, I know Liam, you know, Mr. Russell. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. He seems to think it might be Leicester or whatever. But I know there's one one club that that do that and put all the travel on for now to 
every away game. And I kind of think, like, I know it's nothing to do with Sheffield Wednesday and what have you, and Sky aren't going to do anything either. But, you know, something like putting on free travel, especially with the fact that there's no trains. I mean, maybe that, that would perhaps go part of the part of the way to, uh, you know, getting everyone down there and what have you, because, you know, we'd, we'd certainly need a, a decent following, especially when, when that game's game's coming up. But anyway, that's just uh, just my thoughts. Uh, uh, Liam, you've got your hand up. I'll, I'll come to you, mate. Yeah, in answer to your question regarding the free travel, I think it's Stoke. Stoke, right, OK, yeah. I think I could be wrong on well, that. to be fair, there's think... only one coach, in it, really? They don't bring many, do they, to be fair? Yeah, true. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to co- <laughs> cost them a great deal, is it? No, 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 no. Well, have, yeah, have, you, have you cancelled your Sky Sky uh, Sports package then, uh, Liam? Have you uh, boy- boycotted them? Um, uh, I don't have Sky. <laughs> <laughs> right. There we so, go. It's a good job. Uh, yeah, it is a bit of an inconvenience uh, announcing the games on for Sky being a Saturday night kickoff. I kind of expected it to be televised given the context of the fixture. But still, it's we, we've been three and a half weeks till the match. It's uh, an inconvenience, and yeah. similar with the and similar with the crew game as well. We've been at home on a Easter Monday. You had this uh, final free package for home games that fans took up and was available to order, and now people have bought that with the game in mind as well. Being we being a bank holiday, and now some fans might not be able to go to that. Yeah, not really. Uh, not really thought of that. To be fair, that's a that's a good point. Um, it, it's just it's just annoying more than anything. Like you know, you people do make plans, don't they? And I mean, to, I'm just glad to be fair that we're not in the Premier League because I mean they never play at three o'clock, do they, on a Saturday? And uh, they're always playing at different times. And what it must be an absolute nightmare. Um, you know, especially for Man City, Man United, and and stuff like that. But it, it's just that you know that being so close to the end of the uh well so close to the game for it to be called off it just it just stinks for me but mm. that's just that that's just my uh my thoughts uh, sorry i thought i'd lost thought i'd lost you then but uh no, no I'm, uh, I'm still here. everyone's uh, still there um let's just move move on to uh the, the cheltenham game i'll stick with you uh liam so cheltenham on saturday they've they're 12th almost nothing to play for um Obviously, Bailey Peacock foul being goal. Obviously, I know he was he was supposed to be uh, on international duty, but he's not he's not playing in that the, in the game on Friday. So he'll be joining up with Northern Ireland after the Cheltenham game on Saturday. Um, it, it's a must win game, isn't it? Given the the two draws that we've had against Wimbledon and Cheltenham, uh, sorry, and um, in Gillingham. Yeah, uh, with us being at home as well, um, we should be confident of getting the three points. But again, as we've proven in the last two games, they're going to come with two banks of four and we've got to break them down. Do you, th- do you think we've got enough to break them down? Uh, we should do. Whether we will actually show it on the day is another matter. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was talking to a Cheltenham fan earlier and he, he seems to think that they are going to try and make it difficult and, and frustrate us and, and, you know, do what Gillingham and... Uh, and Accrington have done, and you know, if they can get to, you know, thirty minutes, forty minutes, get to half time at nil nil, you know, the, the I mean, the atmosphere is not great at the best of times, but the atmosphere changes, doesn't it? Yeah, as I said before, the team we played 
the last couple of games, that, that's the blueprint of how to, to play against us. But with us being at home, we've got a good home record. Our back is to get the three points, but I'm far from confident given how we're playing at the moment. Yeah, it's... Um, it's... For me, it's weird because we we all sound really dejected and what have you, but I'm just I'm just looking now at the at the home form. We've only lost two games at home all season. We've only failed to score in one of them as well, which was Rotherham. Every other game we've uh, we've at least scored a goal. You know, all the draws that we've had have been score draws. You know, Shrewsbury, Lincoln, Gillingham, Wickham, and and most recently Accrington. So we have been good at home. So, but not one person that I've spoke to is like, you know, after the after the Cambridge game, we, we were going to win every game four and five nil, and we couldn't wait to get you know to get to the next one. Now it's like nobody's bothered, and it's almost like people have resigned to to finishing outside the playoffs already. Yeah, um, I, as it's things said before, I do think we are going to finish outside the playoffs the way we're playing. We would have to finish, you know, we've got Sunderland, Oxford and Wickham. We've, we've got to be better than two of those and that's just to get sixth. Yeah, I mean, we, and, we, we have got a game in hand of a, of a Sunderland, don't forget. So, uh, Sunderland don't play this weekend due to the internationals. Obviously, I know our game in hand, strictly speaking, is, you know, comes the game before the last um you know we, we play fleetwood in midweek but that you know in, in effect after this weekend we will be level in terms of games on sunderland we're only one point behind them so we can you know we can go two points ahead of them if we win on saturday but uh yeah it's it's an it's an if isn't it if we if we win but it's we, a big if. yeah i'm just cheers for that liam uh thanks mate Russell, Liam Russell. Hello, Cheltenham, Saturday. Talk to talk to me. What we what what are you saying? We'll get. We're going to get back on there. We're going to get back on a run, mate. That's my uh, that's my prediction. We need a reaction, don't we? I mean, we needed a reaction again in the in the Cambridge game, didn't we? After the uh, after the defeat, and and we got one, and, and we need something similar, don't we? Yeah, 100%. We need to come out of the traps and just try and get on the back foot straight away. I think we'll, uh, yeah, have to walk them away with three points. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the side that you think, that, well, I say you think Darren Moore would put out, kind of what, what you would put out, really. You know, we played Dunkley. Well, Dunkley came in for Iofa at the weekend. Harley Dean came off the off the bench. People have already been speaking about you know Harley Dean should start. You know the midfield three. You know we played them the same midfield three for quite a few weeks now. It's not really, really changed. Um, I know you know Byers sat was it the the Accrington game? I think I think it was, and and he put Hunt in the middle of the park in that one, which was a bit of a strange uh, strange decision. Um, but yeah, what 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 do you think in terms of in terms of the team? I mean, some people have also been saying perhaps putting Mendes Lang on the wing instead of Hunt, trying to go for a bit more of an attacking um, attacking threat that that Mendes Lang will pose. Like I know we've talked about tinkering and what have you, but what 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 sort of team do you think he's going to put out? 
Yeah, I'm not sure, mate. It's hard, isn't it? Like I say, because I've not, like I say, I've not really seen the last two games properly. I can't. But from what I've heard, I can't see Dunkley starting. From what I've heard, um, so do you, what do you think it's going to be? Dean, yeah, Story, and Hutchinson. If Dean's ready to go, I think that's the the best. That'd be the best of the three. You know, that we could do in that in that three. I think. Um, I don't know. I think Hunt Hunt's been doing all right, hasn't he? He, he has, but. Do you not think that Mendes Lang has more of an attacking threat in terms yeah, of he's got a bit more of an eye? He's got more pace and got, speed and all that. He's got a bit more of an eye for goal, hasn't he? And, you know, I'm going to be more confident Mendes Lang because it, well, yeah, he, get, had, he had two chances, didn't he? In uh, was it the the Accrington game? Yeah, yeah. yeah when he, to be fair, he should have, he should have scored an absolute worldie, but uh, you know it wasn't to be. But but Hunt gets himself in so many good positions. How many times is it at the back stick? And for me, I just think if you've got someone else that can put the ball in the back of the net, because let's face it, you know, I don't think it's going to be attacking against defence on Saturday. I'm sure they're going to you know, show a little bit of threat, but I'd like to think that with the likes of you know, Harley Dean, if he does play Hutchinson and Story, they... I know we haven't seen a great deal of Harley Dean, but the, the little that we have seen, he looked absolutely solid. And, and Story and Hutchinson have, have been solid since they've been playing together. I'd like to think that they've got enough to to nullify any sort of threat that Cheltenham pose. I know they've got Alfie May that's scored, what, 19 goals so far this season. So he, he obviously is a threat, but you know we, I'm sure we've got enough to to stop them and you know we don't necessarily need um you know Jack Hunt from his defensive point of view and and put you know and if if Mendes Lang gets on the on the end of two two crosses or puts two good crosses in for that for that uh, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then uh, when you're two 0 up it doesn't really matter what's happening on the other end of the pitch, does it really? No, no, no you're right. And like you say Pardon me, it's like it's hard, isn't it? Because we moan about tinkering, but then the last team that we put out didn't do anything, so. Yeah, we moan about tinkering, but now we're going to have Ali Dean come in for, for Dunkley. <laughs> we're going to have Mendes Lang instead of Hunt. Uh, and then we're obviously going to have someone, uh, well, actually now, because it will be probably Gregory and and Patterson up front. But, but if Windass is fit, we want Windass to start. So really, yeah, we've just no, made, th- we've just, we've just made I, three changes. Um, I, can't, I can't see Windass starting personally. I think even if he is ready to go, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll start. Well, it's funny though, isn't it? Because Moore's come out and said that he don't rush players players in, but then he ru- he's, he's pretty much rushed Dunkley in. You know, he's not. He, he, everyone else has eased him in with you know twenty minutes here and fifteen minutes there in on the subs bench and. Like Gregory said that he dropped him against Accrington because um, because that that was his his game plan all along to to not just chuck him in at the deep end and play a load of games when they've come back from an injury. But yet, I said he puts um, he puts Dunkley straight in there, which I said I know why he did it, but but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a strange one. I mean, I don't know more as more as I said that because I know we've been. It just seems like what he's done. I don't know is it, if he's actually like, obviously safe. He's yeah, he's, out he's come out and, t- and said that that's the reason why Gregory didn't play yeah. against Accrington, and uh, that the fans shouldn't it couldn't it shouldn't come as a shock 
to the fans that uh, that Gregory weren't playing, and he will be doing that with with other players that are, that are coming back as well. So, um, but yeah, that is it is what it is. Uh, I mean, I don't, has Gregory has Gregory scored since he's since he's come back? No, I don't think so. Yeah, and has he? Yeah, he nearly scored against Cambridge, didn't he? But um, that was an own goal. But but yeah, it's um, for, it's just a must win game, though, isn't it, Liam? Really? Yeah, and like you say, to be honest. The changes that we've mentioned now, I wouldn't be surprised to see him. Because, um, like we said before, Mendes Lang went out. He was he was looking brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, um, one of our brightest attacking players going forward. So, so yeah, we'll see. And I think, like you say, if it's if it's if we are going for like we have in the recent games that we have won, going for the early goal, then if he's fully ready to go, it it, it might be stupid not to start him. To be honest. Yeah. Now, uh, before but we... again, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It also wouldn't surprise me if he did start up front though next to Gregory because it was that was tried out before, wasn't it? So yeah. Now, uh, before we we wrap up, I've asked this question to a few people already. How confident are you, Liam, that we're going to finish in the top six come the end of the season? Well, I said it. When did I say it? Now it was. I don't know if it was during that good run of games. Penultimate. Penultimate or last game will secure playoff spot. That's my. That was my feeling a few weeks ago. <laughs> so that's I, my I th- feeling. I think I think I've said it a few times. You know, ask kind of. Yeah, I always say, like, ask me in two weeks' time, and it, it might have changed. And I, th- I feel like it has changed so much. You know, re- recently, you know, uh, we we'd won what we'd won seven seven out of eight eight at one point, and we were absolutely flying then we get beat by Lincoln and it kind of knocks all the stuffing out of you and then we beat Cambridge 6-0 you know the week after and and we're back on cloud nine again and then we've had two you know two draws and and four points dropped and again it kind of deflated us somewhat but I think these next two games are key Cheltenham and Wimbledon they're very very similar teams in the, the the small clubs both games at home as well by the way both teams are going to be you know, it's that cliche in it, cup final. They're going to be up for it. Cheltenham ain't got a great deal to play for, although, as I've, um, you know, spoke to the Cheltenham fan, they're going for the highest league position ever in their history. I mean, that, that's what we're, that's what we're going to up against in this, in this division, in this league, is, is teams that are, that are like that. You know, they've oh. never been as high as 12th in League One ever. Like, it, it's, it's mad to think, you know, and, and we're in, the, you know, I don't want to, belittle them or anything like that you know that we're in the same division and, and playing against these these teams and it's a you know it's a whole different it's a whole different game but you've got to we've got to back ourselves and we've got to believe that we can beat a side like Cheltenham you know not be too um complacent and you know if we start like we did against against Cambridge you know uh, it, it could be another route but you know we've got we've got two games there coming up if we win them next two Obviously, it all depends on all the other results that 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 go on around us as well. But you know, we could be we could be having a, a totally different, uh, totally different conversation. But yeah, I think I think the thing is as well, you know, about these uh, rearranged times and whatever else. Something that's been said, and I don't think it was said on here, but I've seen it. And obviously, surrounding kind of the the thing of we've been on a run. We now expect top six, and the players maybe not performing because. The expectation is higher again. In this case, that all the other teams will have played, 
I, I think, in both on both of those games. So if the teams around us have won, there's even more pressure on. Do you know what I mean? It's, I suppose it can of. work both ways as well, couldn't it? Because if uh, if teams is, have, yeah, if teams have slipped up, then you know you've uh, you, you've got yeah, an, I don't, opportunity. Fair, I, don't, I don't I don't think too much into that part of it, but it's just something that I have seen mentioned. But then also you look at that um, further down the line that last game in Ams, that now the penultimate game of the season, isn't it? Again, Fleetwood. Yeah, they were down there. And they could be at that point fighting to stay up, which again is a completely different ball game to when, you know, we could have played them first time and then the second time it got pulled off. So that again could be another banana skin or, you know, very tough game that we'll come up against that could have been easier if it had been. Yeah, just just look, when it should have been. Just looking at the fixtures. So yeah, I mean quite a few games have been have been moved. Um Rotherham, Ipswich, Wigan and Cambridge have also been moved. And then there's actually um, five five games that, that are taking place on that Tuesday evening. Um, Charlton play Cambridge, Burton against Rotherham, Ipswich, Wigan and Oxford, MK Dons. So some of the teams around us do actually play on the on the Tuesday night. Ah, uh, uh, fair enough. I mean, Pl- Plymouth, Plymouth play Sunderland. Uh, Wickham have got Wimbledon, um, and I think that's that's about it for the for the teams that are around us. But yeah, certainly on the on the Saturday in in game week 40, 43, we are the last game. So yeah, there there is that yeah there is that element of you know if they all win, the pressure's on. Although I still think really you've got you've got to expect that all these other when you're at the top, you've got to expect that the other teams are going to win. I think it's different when you're at the bottom. Um, and everyone wins because then you know you're not really that likely to to win yourself. But I do get what you I do get what you mean. And every, you know they are still they are human at the end of the day. And we have questioned, haven't we, mentality quite a lot, especially when we lose. We always put it down to is it the mentality of the players uh, and everything, not not just the fact that we've been beat. It's what have you know? Are they not up for it? Are they complacent? We've mentioned that quite a few times. Even Giles has mentioned it himself. So it must be something that actually happens in the professional game. It's not just something that that we as fans and and what have you talk about. So um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting anyway. I'd like to to see and hopefully we do see a reaction from the players and what have you on on Saturday because we need to we need to bounce back and get to you know we we're on a decent run and that momentum's kind of slipped and we, we've kind of, you know, lost our, I don't want to say lost our way, but, you know, we, we've, we've, we had a bit of a stranglehold in that, in that top six and we've kind of let go of it a little bit and we need to get that back. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed for a, for a win on Saturday. Um, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thanks to everyone that's, uh, that's joined in. Thanks to everyone that's listening as well. Uh, we do really appreciate it. Obviously, we, we're back again uh, with this exact same show next Wednesday as well at exactly the same time of 8 o'clock. So please do come along and get involved. Um, also, for those that don't know, we also have a uh, Patreon membership as well. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash WTID pod uh, and get involved on on there we've got loads of interviews that we've done with former players managers even uh, chairman in lee strafford as well i think we've got over 34 35 episodes on there I've lost count is that is that many so there's lots of stuff to uh 
to get your teeth stuck into. Um, so if you want to uh, sign up on there again, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash WTID pod. Um, cheaper than price of a pint and a pie at the uh, at, on the concourse at Ullsbrief, if you can get one, that is. Um, but yeah, we'll be back again, uh, obviously, at the normal time of Monday morning. Sorry to everyone that we that we missed the one this week. You can blame uh, blame Liam for that one. I'll put it, I'm pinning it all on you, Liam. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're back, and we've also got the oppos view for you on Fridays. Get the lowdown on Cheltenham from uh, from a Cheltenham perspective. Um, I, I lost count of, ma- of the amount of times that he've uh, that he called us a big club. By the way, so um, so yeah, you can listen to that one on on Friday. Um, Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks for joining us again, and we'll see you all soon. Cheers, guys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.